Thank you guys for supporting and listening to the OMAD Mama podcast. I receive so many well-wishers and supporters, and I thank you for that. I really appreciate everyone who has taken time to listen and send me comments. While you can always listen on Anchor, the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more platforms. If you like what you're hearing, please share the podcast with your friends or anyone you think might find it helpful. Please also subscribe and leave a review. Thanks again for your support. So you decided to start intermittent fasting or OMAD or any of the other fasting options that exist. But now we're in the middle of summer and there are a bunch of events happening all around you. Parties, weddings, vacation. So what do you do? I mean, you're doing great right now. You've got your schedule on point. You're feeling really strong and in control of your eating. But then you get a text from a friend inviting you to hang out at a pool party this weekend. I mean, it's hot. Maybe it's an email from a coworker asking you to lunch that day. Um, or maybe it's your spouse or significant other who surprises you with reservations to your favorite restaurant. So how do you do this? How are you going to manage your social life while you're fasting or while you're doing OMAD? How does this all work? Hey everyone, welcome to the OMAD Mama podcast. My name is Marty Meshubi and this is your resource for everything OMAD, fasting, and health. OMAD stands for one meal a day. It just means that you eat within a one hour period and fast for the remaining 23 hours of the day. There are so many different ways to fast, and we'll talk about those on this podcast. I have learned so much on my own OMAD and fasting journey, and I wanted to share that with as many people as I could, so I decided to start this podcast. I also love talking with others who have incorporated OMAD and fasting in their life's journey, and I'm hoping to share their stories on this podcast as well. I found OMAD in fasting and it completely reprogrammed my relationship with food while getting me in the best shape of my life. I'll be sharing my journey, advice, recipes, and tips that will keep you successful on your OMAD journey to a stronger and healthier you. This lifestyle has changed my life, so keep listening. It may very well change your life too. It takes a lot of mental muscle to begin and stick to intermittent fasting or any of the other fasting lifestyle methods. So once you begin and start really getting into your groove, it can be a social challenge to deviate from that. It can actually cause a lot of anxiety when you're in a social setting and you're fasting. What will people say? What if someone offers me a drink? How do I explain this? What if I sound crazy telling people I'm fasting while I'm at a party? It can all be very difficult and might even lead you to say no thank you to every invitation. But that's no way to live. You decided to start this way of eating because you were looking to improve your life, improve your health, whether it was to lose weight, decrease pain due to inflammation, gain greater mental clarity, 
Whatever it was, saying no to hanging with friends and family or being the odd man out at a function was not it. This was not supposed to be a barrier to you enjoying your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be. Today's episode is all about managing your social life while fasting. And I'm going to share a few ways that you can avoid sticking out like a sore thumb or being the party pooper at a social event just because you're fasting. Number one, schedule. Know that you can easily schedule your fasting time around your social events, especially at this time of the year. There are weddings and parties and backyard barbecues. There's so much food everywhere and you're right in the middle of it. You can take control by scheduling your eating window around the time of the event, whatever it may be, especially if you have the dates of the event in advance, like for example, a wedding. If you know you're going to a wedding this weekend, then you can plan your eating schedule around the time of the reception and you know that you won't eat until then. But what if it's impromptu? So for example, if you're doing OMAD and say you get a text from a friend inviting you to hang out at a pool party this weekend, you can schedule your eating window to fit into the time of the pool party. That way, you're present, you're in the moment, you're enjoying your friends, you're enjoying the food, and you make that meal your OMAD meal. But what if it's an invitation that came in one to two hours after you just had your meal? Well, you can still go. Truth is, you just ate. So you're not hungry, but you still wanted to hang out with your friends. You can have some still or sparkling water and just keep it moving. And if anyone asks, you tell them you actually just ate and you're not hungry. And that is the truth. This can also be done if you're intermittent fasting and you have an eating window of, say, six or eight hours. Just make sure you're not eating outside of that window. So if your normal eating window is from 12 to 6 and the party is at 4, maybe you move your eating window a few hours later. So something like 1 to 7 or 2 to 8. So you'll have more time to hang out, eat, and drink with your friends. Now, side note, I find that eating past 7 doesn't feel good to my body when I wake up the next day. Sleeping on a full belly is not fun. Plus, it's not helpful to your overall health. You always want to try and eat 3 to 4 hours before bedtime, giving your body enough time to properly digest what you've just eaten. Now, if you're just starting off on your intermittent fasting journey, you might want to give yourself a break from fasting on the weekends, just so you allow your body some time to adjust to your fasting schedule. Um, And it'll also give you a chance to spend time with your family and friends without having to stress about the fact that you're fasting or when your fast is going to end or what you're going to eat or anything like that. But you want to be mindful. As you become more comfortable with your fast during the week, you can begin to incorporate your weekends and then make adjustments as needed. 
What you don't want to happen is a habit of overindulging on the weekend and then starting over on Monday. This gets harder and harder to do and ultimately can make your fasting experience feel pretty crappy. Being able to schedule and adjust if needed is the key to living a normal life while living a fasted life. Number two, allow room for flexibility. Make room to switch up your fasting method. In other words, if you're doing one meal a day, make it a two meals a day for that day and go back to fasting for 23 hours. Alternatively, you could decide to fast for longer than your normal fasting time just to get back to your baseline and back to your normal schedule. Guys, this does not have to be super complicated or so strict that you can't make room for temporary minor adjustments. That's the whole gift of fasting. You can be as flexible as you need to be. Now, if you're doing an extended fast where you're fasting longer than 24 hours, This is where you really want to be prepared mentally and physically to stick to your plan. Many of you know that I just completed an extended fast of 112 hours, and it was incredible. I felt my best. I had so much energy, and I was extremely productive. Now, I didn't start off with a plan to go that long. I started to go with my normal 72-hour extended fast, But then I decided I wanted to challenge myself and go for 96 hours. But at the 96th hour, it was 8 p.m. And there was no way I was going to be eating that late. So I decided to go into the next day, which then took me into the 112th hour. (laughs) This ended up being around midday the following day. I was definitely feeling some euphoria, and it was awesome. It was really incredible to see how much I could stretch my fasting muscle and how much I could stretch my mental capacity to just keep going. If someone had invited me to an event or anything involving food during that week, even if I didn't go into the following day, and I mean even if I didn't go into the 112 hour, I would have had to turn them down or reschedule for another time. I was in the zone and nothing was going to get me to break my fast unless I really, really wanted to. So what I'm trying to convey is that there are going to be times, not always, but there will be times when you simply have to turn down the request and take a rain check, especially if you're doing an extended fast. If you're in the zone and you're trying to reach a goal or trying to complete a challenge, you really don't want anything interfering with that. And so it's okay to say, hey, sorry, catch me on the other side of this. Family members and friends who care and are supportive of your journey, they'll understand. Now, I know that may not always be easy, in which case I'll just go back to the first point. Schedule, schedule, schedule. Don't plan an extended fast for yourself when you know you're going out with friends in the middle of the week. If you don't want to be at the dinner table trying to explain why you're not eating, don't even put yourself in that position. 
Schedule your extended fast for the following week. Side note, for those who are listening and are wondering why would you do an extended fast, what's the benefit of that? Well, when you do an extended fast where you're going more than 24 hours, um, you allow your body to go into what's called autophagy. And that literally means cellular self-eating. It's a kind of recycling and cleaning up process that rids your body of damaged cells. You also increase your growth hormone, which um, helps to preserve lean muscle mass and reduces fat tissue. By the time you're at 72 hours, you're breaking down old immune cells and you're generating new ones. So there there are massive benefits to extended fasting. You just have to plan and understand and be prepared when you do plan to do an extended fast. Not everyone will understand what you're doing. Some may even think you're crazy for not eating for so long or that you're starving yourself. Let me tell you something. I have friends and family members on both sides of the aisle. (laughs) And those who are ready to hear you will hear what you're sharing. But there is no amount of science or research available for those who are not ready to hear you. So don't feel bad about that. Don't try and convince them. Don't go to the dinner ready to quote excerpts from Dr. Fung's The Complete Guide to Fasting or Dr. Berg's discussion on the benefits of autophagy or all the articles that have been published in peer-reviewed journals about the extensive benefits of fasting. They are not ready to hear you. So just keep it moving and don't get off track. Number three, eat. This may sound unorthodox, but just eat. The great thing about fasting, and I've said this before, is that it offers you a flexibility that no other meal plan, tea, shake, gym membership, whatever, it offers you that flexibility that nothing else can. You have the ability to just in the moment eat, enjoy, and move on. Now, I'm not saying that this is something that you should do all the time where you're on a fast and something comes up and, oop, I'm up and I'm going to break my fast, right? It's not a practice that you should take on. Um, But I am saying that sometimes it's okay to, to just say, yes, thank you. I will have some of that. You know, the science behind how fasting works reminds us that long-term, that might not be an effective way to see results because the whole point of fasting is delaying when you eat. So the practice of not eating when everyone else around you is eating not only builds a certain discipline, but it allows you to reap the benefits of fasting while reminding you that you will be able to eat at a later time. Again, there are moments in life, um, because remember, we're human, um, and this is reality, where it will happen that you'll make a conscious decision to break your fast in the middle maybe of an extended fast or in the middle of a regular intermittent day fast, um, in the middle of a, maybe you decide, you know, maybe you had your OMAD meal and you have a friend come over and you decide, you know, you're going to sit down and have tea and biscuits with that friend after you've eaten your OMAD meal. Things happen, guys. And so I think what I'm trying to 
relay to you is that it's okay and you shouldn't feel so rigid within your fasting schedule that you don't allow room for um, change or flexibility or anything like that. Um, Fasting should not be a burden on your life. It definitely should not be a burden on your social life. Um, And so if that happens, it's okay. You've made that conscious decision. Don't think of it as having failed that day. You just do it. You eat, you enjoy, you begin again. You can always begin your fast again. Fasting is always there. No one is going to charge you extra. (laughs) No one is going to, you know, add, you know, extra tax because you're starting a new fast. You know, that's the awesomeness of fasting is that it's totally free. It's up to you. You make your own schedule. And if you decide to break that fast, you can break your fast and start again. Don't make a huge to-do about it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Um, It's perfectly fine. (laughs) But Marty, what about vacation? (laughs) So several months into my fasting journey, our family had a weekend getaway. Now, this was the first time we were going away since I started fasting. Initially, I was filled with so much anxiety because I didn't see how I could do one meal a day while being on this short family trip. I have a six-year-old and a one-year-old, and so there's food all the time everywhere. (laughs) And I decided that, okay, I was going to try and do one meal a day on this three-day family vacation, this three-day getaway, I'm going to do it. Of course, that totally did not work out. It was a total fail. My, as soon as we got there, my daughter wanted ice cream. And of course, she's like, Mom, why aren't you having ice cream with us? Why aren't you having it with me? I want you to taste my ice cream. And what are you going to do? Say no to your six-year-old? <laughs> so I totally had the ice cream. And it was almost down the drain from there. Um, I was snacking, eating this, eating that. And the three-day getaway really turned into um, just me eating all kinds of stuff. Of course, I felt horrible afterwards because I hadn't been eating that for a while. And so my body didn't like it. The second time around, which was more recent, I felt better equipped to, to really enjoy my vacation. I had decided that instead of doing OMAD, I was going to do a 16-8 intermittent fasting schedule, which I hadn't done since the very beginning of my fasting journey. So it felt really nice to go back to that and be able to have that as an option while still having control over my food when I was eating um, and still being able to fast while on vacation. It gave me the flexibility to have meals with my family um, and snacks in between and really enjoy my time and my vacation while still having control over my food. Um, And that was a really great feeling. I really had an an amazing time. Um, And and so I would really encourage that, particularly for vacation. Um, Again, that flexibility, being able to switch it up whenever you need to.
So the main takeaway from this episode is that your fasting journey does not have to be a burden on your life, more specifically, your social life. It should not give you anxiety when you're around people. You don't have to become a social hermit. You don't have to be perfect. Don't miss out on life because you're fasting. You can always pick up from where you left off. And you don't have to be so rigid and strict all the time. Allow yourself room to lean into this lifestyle and make it work for you while still working toward your health goals. It's all about finding balance. If you go to that dinner with your spouse or your significant other and it's past your eating window or it's cutting into your fasting time, it's not the end of the world. You can always go right back into fasting after that dinner and into the next day. If you're just starting out, don't get discouraged if you break your fast earlier than planned. Just eat and start again. The point is, you can still live a normal life and be around family and friends when you're fasting. You just have to make a plan that works for you. we've come to the end of another OMAD Mama podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this information useful. Please don't forget to share it with your friends, subscribe, rate, and comment. I'd really appreciate it. Please remember that this podcast is not to be used as your source for medical advice. If you have any medical questions or concerns, please talk to your doctor or medical provider. And before you go, check out the new OMAD Mama website at www.omadmama.com. You'll find the OMAD Mama blog where I talk about the latest topics hitting the OMAD and fasting world, as well as my OMAD recipes that are quick, easy, and family friendly. You can also always find me on Instagram at OMAD underscore mama underscore love or send me an email at marty, M-A-R-T-I-E, at omadmama.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast so far. I'd really love to hear from you.